This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the 100-degree voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for the food show. Every afternoon, uh, it's a pretty uh, random routine. We sit down in couple of, uh, a, front, a couple of microphones and around them, and sometimes on their sides, and uh, we look out the window and try to figure out just how hot it was. That's how hot it was in uh, for the last two hours or so as uh, we were running some errands around ha- town. It was 100 degrees, and in one spot uh, out in Metairie, it was 101 degrees. So... Uh, we can, you know, know that it's all going to go away in not too, too long a time. And it could have been worse. We could have had a hurricane or something like that. So, uh, you know, nothing much to uh, to complain about. Our telephone number here is 260. Let me catch my breath after that. 260-6368. And what you get if you call that phone number is a conversation with me or with anybody who's hanging around with us or a conversation that you might want to just go ahead and start yourself. Why not? Uh, you are welcome to our program. It's about food. It's about restaurants and everything else that goes with food. Uh, restaurants, I mentioned, uh, cocktails, snacks, candy bars. And, oh, by the way, we have discovered that that premise uh, from a couple of weeks ago as to the fact uh, that uh, the Snickers that were circulating in uh, various places around America, uh, I said that's kind of weird because it's a different name every time you pick one of them up. I got a little flack from some of our listeners for uh, for saying something so obviously uh, inane and stupid. Uh, but uh, it should be issued. But uh, it should be issued by now. But what issue ha- do you want? One? Do you want the twelfth issue or huh? Huh? I'm just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hi. 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 Hello, it's. Uh, I am uh, your show stabilizer show showing sta- up. <laughs> show stabilizer. A slight what, bit late. What does it? Well, Tom, you, you know what it turned out to be. Today is National Baked Oyster Day. I, I'm quite weird. And uh, you had some baked oysters at lunch. Uh, and did I get it right in the screen over here? Yes, congratulations. I got something right oh, according that deserves, to my wife. That deserves a hand. Don't keep hitting me with your hand. That's not <laughs> We went fun. to Keith Young for lunch today. What a guy. What a guy. He is adorable. You know what? And he, I, I just had a thought cross my mind as we were getting ready to go on that it would baby. be, you know, we there were, there were 12 best lists of, let's say, uh, hamburgers, 12 best lists for fried seafood, you know, all of those things. But I wonder how many people in the restaurant business, or maybe not in it, they just, uh, you know, they're customers of them. Uh, how about a list that we make for the the really best guys or girls? I guess we could we could work them in one way or another. Uh, and what this would uh, to figure out for you 
is restaurateurs you know, we love. That, that, that there you go. You have restaurateurs we love. Much better line than I came up with, and uh, the idea is pretty obvious. I usually do. You, uh, <laughs> she. Uh, <laughs> so if uh, if you uh, like like today for lunch, uh, we went over to Keith Young's Steakhouse. Right. In the mood for that, and. Uh, they did indeed. We'll get they have to a those new menu a there. Yeah, I know. And they have a a an expanded list of salads, which yep. I think was a very wise move because uh, salads are a good way to eat at lunch and at dinner. I mean, they're just plain a good way to eat. Yeah. Um, but and and there's proof today that salads are a good way to eat. There's a little news item yeah. that I want to mention. But anyway, um, they have about six more salads on the menu, and one of them is a is a cob. Mm-hmm. And I got the cob, which was not arrayed on the plate like a usual claw a uh, cob. You know, where it's sort of like linear. These were little pockets of things that were all yeah. appropriate for the cob salad. There was the bacon, the eggs. Yeah, so you can have like uh, breakfast and out. lunch in the same place. Uh, they had a little pile of blue cheese. They had several other things. Uh, the avocado was on top. But I got mine. You could get it with shrimp or uh, chicken or steak tips. And I got mine with steak tips. Yeah, where and, is the tip uh, of a steak anyway? And it was, I mean, it was such a deal. It was like fourteen ninety five, but the steak tips, I think, amounted to a small filet. There were a lot of steak tips on that plate. Good deal. And it was really, really great. So I have a new favorite at Keith Young's. <gasps> Blasphemy. I am deviating from my hamburger, which he says I have to try because he's changed the makeup of the patty and says that it's a much improved patty, which I find kind of hard to believe because the last one was pretty pretty darn good. But um, I moved from my regular burger to my new favorite, which was the seafood stuffed baked potato. And now I think the cob might be my new thing, although there is a Mediterranean salad that looks pretty good, too. Anyway, Keith Young has a new menu, and it is yummy. Is that Greg you said on on the phone? All right. Rocking and rolling already. Let's go. Greg, hey. How are you, Marianne? I am all right. And you? I'm doing good. You got me thinking with salads. I know we've talked about La Madeleine before. Have you tried yeah. their field salad with the raspberry vinaigrette dressing? In, uh, oak? You know, I've never been a huge fan of fruit and vegetables together. Although when I yeah. get a salad, like I have a sister-in-law who loves to make a salad this is not my pecan pie sister-in-law. They're actually married to the same guy, but but one preceded the other one. I had nothing to do my, with those ones. My older sister-in-law turned me on to pecan pie. My newer sister-in-law uh, has is really into salads, and when she brings a salad to a family event, it there is nothing left unturned there. There are nuts. Yeah. There are fruits. There are cheeses. <laughs> there are lettuces. I mean, and and you know, together, like Tom used to say, that sometimes when you put a lot of things together, they they taste like 
dot, 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 nothing. But in this case, it's a very flavorful salad, and I always really like her salads. I, You know, if I go to like a like a party and there's a buffet or something, I'm probably not going to get a salad. But that's the only time I ever get fruit in salad. I would never order a salad with fruit. Okay, so that was a very long answer to your question. No, I've never had it. Is it good? <laughs> it's, it's really good. Well, we're, we're talking about salads for just quick. Do you have a preference for a fast food salad that you like or not really? For a what? You know what? I do a not fast ever. Food salad? The last fast food drive through I went through was for the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and that was only to write about it in nomenu.com. Little plug. So we're only eight minutes into the show. The new nomenu.com. Go check it out. Um, but uh, before that, I can't even tell you. And I, I have, I never do that. So no, I don't know. Because you know what I've discovered what? that for, for just a little bit more, like okay, maybe it's double, but double ten is only twenty. You know what I mean? Right. So. Right. And maybe that does make a difference, but I feel like if you're going to eat out someplace, then you should experience the eating out. So I would rather skip a couple of fast food meals and pile my money together oh, I, and have it. one I, I, experience. I, I think a, you ought to leave it right there. You ought I mean, to eliminate that. And then just stop right there instead of finishing. Well, no, 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 because there are no. some people who do eat a lot of fast food. But, yeah, um, they do, but, but that doesn't make it good. Well, yeah, but okay. Anyway, um, just now the salad was fourteen ninety five. Yeah. Okay, so if you right. have an iced tea, you're at twenty five dollars, and I realize that that is a big lunch. It, was but it if worth you it? didn't, if I didn't do an iced tea, it would be twenty dollars. You uh-huh. know, and so I would right. rather not. So I'd never. So the answer to your question is no. I never. I I can't even remember the last time I went into Wendy's. Uh, did you like it? Well, yeah. not Wendy's. So I don't know. I don't know. But if I had to say a salad of that genre, I would probably go to like New Orleans food and uh, hamburger yeah, sure. and seafood because that's a fast yeah. casual restaurant and those salads are really good. So, well, you know, yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't, well, I don't let, know. Let me bounce back to what we were uh, starting off with today. And it just crossed my mind and that doesn't make it Great, good or – but uh, so when we went over to uh, Keith Young Steakhouse, which is what started this off. They had some oysters, uh, Bienville, my favorite oysters. <laughs> Tom. And, and uh, then we We're talking started. talking about salads. I know. But, but we, can you wait until we finish I'm with the I'm almost color? finished. Okay. Here's, uh, here is what I wanted to bring up at some point. We can I'm wait till later to talk about it. But at, <laughs> at any rate, it is this. Uh, just tell me, what do you think is... Uh, among the most charming and uh, and nicest restaurants that you've been to, Which, okay. uh, you know a lot of people. That's well, I don't the think they would be Wendy's. No, that's well, what we were talking about. Well, so yeah, we're going to get okay. back to that before we move on to that. All right, go. All right, so uh, so what do you like, Greg? Well, I discovered like Chick Fil A at the at the airport, for example. If I'm traveling and there's just that's the only thing available. They have an avocado line dressing, mm, which is really that good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that does sound good. And, uh, like you said, though, I'd, I'd rather go above and beyond and, and get the nicer meal that are at a sit-down place than fast food. But yeah, you're in a pinch yeah. sometimes. You only have, let's say, an hour lunch. And you, you know, you, you want to go in. You know what? You too. Go ahead. Sorry. Go, no, you go ahead. Finish. 
No, I was going to say, like, even for airports, it depends where you are, though. But, I, you know, if you're going through Atlanta, you know, that's day. I mean, that's yeah. probably the most ideal place to have a, a layover would be stuck because there's so many good restaurants. Yeah. Um, but it depends on the concourse. I mean, would you change? do you change concourses to go eat? No, but I heard you say that about, was it uh, LAX? <laughs> Shake Shack, that... yes, I do. Well, the thing, the, okay, the LAX situation is a unique one. Uh, for yeah. some god-awful reason, uh, Delta is spread out over two concourses at LAX, and this situation huh. is not going to be resolved until 2022. Oh, wow. So I got a wow. lot of I got a lot of trips uh, of that, <laughs> you know, in this situation. So, um, you know, usually I'll come in to LAX on one concourse and leave on another one. And I can never remember if the Shake Shack is in this concourse or that. But I recognize the concourse as soon as I get in it. So I'll know I know which one it is. But, yes, I have oh, done yeah. that, although it takes a lot of extra time. So I don't do it. But I never usually eat. In, I, I mean, by the time I arrived, you know, at the airport, I'm just like, you know, let me get there as quickly as I can, and and that's it. But um, I don't know that I would go. It depends on, you know, like if I'm if I'm traveling and I've got a really long layover, I would change concourses. But for the most part, no. Yeah, do I you? would do. Right? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah, uh, yeah there, There's something in the uh, in the airport uh, environment that. I've been, and not that I'm all that smart, but uh, it's put forth the idea that it, it might be great to have a miniature hotel room in a in a in a airline that you're going to be waiting for for a couple of hours or more. Mar- yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Marianne and I uh, were stuck in the Atlanta airport for uh, really the entire day. And what could have been great is if you just open up what looks like a gigantic drawer, you pull it out, you get into it, you put a, a napkin, oh no, you put a pillow underneath you, and you go to sleep. And That's then, Tom's uh, favorite thing to do. You go to yeah. sleep. That's his favorite thing to do. On yeah, vacation, the first true. thing that Tom wants to do is go to sleep. <laughs> and I go, yeah. okay, Tom, have fun. Yeah. I'm going to go out and have a vacation. <laughs> okay, here's another question Marianne. I want to throw into the mix. What? Yeah. yeah. What's going what's, no, go ahead. Okay, so what do you do when you get a text and you get invited to lunch and you don't know who it is? <laughs> oh, that happens all the time. Uh, Does it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just got a text. I don't know who it is. Okay, so go ahead. What? No, I was going to say, the New York Airport, do you, guys, do you guys prefer like a LaGuardia, JFK, or Newark when you go to – because I know that LaGuardia supposedly is going through a remodel, and they're really going to have some nice restaurants in there, from what at least from what I've heard. I, don't know if I you think guys they've had pretty walk. good restaurants at LaGuardia. I'm not. I I hate New York. It's just like I never go to New York. I was cured yeah. of New York in 2008 when the kids were in school there for the summer, and I was there living for the summer. I have been back once, and that was only because I had to be. So. Um, I've, I have only flown into JFK since then. I was kind of surprised at the, uh, at the offerings of food at JFK. Um, I think LaGuardia does have better. And the answer to Newark is Newark is always no, period. No, yeah. Food, period, just period, yeah, yeah. 
So um, I didn't realize you, know, you lived there for you lived there for a whole month. You said for a summer, know. yeah, for a summer, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, oh. I I I understand now why there are a lot of people walking around the street yelling at the air. I understand that. I was almost <laughs> one of them. All right, two six zero six three six eight by Greg. Two six zero six three six eight is hey, the uh, number. Uh, um. Tom needs to say something. Go I, ahead. I, no, no, I need you to do something. What's that? Uh, you, uh, when you say a word, uh, you're you're about to jump the whole system off. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just uh, can, can you just back bring, off. Two bring six it back zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Hello, you're listening to the Food Show, and the the concept is very simple. We talk about anything that's good to eat, good to drink and anything in between that sound like they might fit in. And we'd love to hear from you and tell us uh, what your thoughts are about that. Uh, I began the program, and you can shift it off in any direction you want to go to, uh, to ask this question of you. Uh, who are the nicest guys slash girls, or whatever you want to call them, but uh, who are the nicest guys in the restaurant business today? I'm not talking about generically so. I'm talking about specific people who you think really do an unusually great job of making you feel good about the, the things that you uh, are eating in the restaurants and buying and taking at home. And you, you know the idea. I'm sure I don't have to explain this too much. Uh, so give us a call, would you please? 260 Eight. And if you call right now, you'll get right in. Six three six eight. Six yes. three six eight. Six three six three six eight. Okay. Tom's had a rough day. It's been it's been uh it's been a stressful sort of day, starting with a uh, stupid stupid thing that I did. Okay. Uh, you know what? So... It, it's, you're, you're a, you you must think of yourself as being miraculous because the thing that happened to uh, her car. Well, didn't which I, I will not something go into I did to my car. something she did to the car, and believe me, I could think of a I'm few words for this that was not would, a wreck. You know, very uh, embarrassing. So we don't, uh, we're not going right. to dwell on that. Yes, we're but, not. Uh, but I'll start uh, crying. what was amazing is that in order to to fix the problem involved, uh, involved thinking about it for about 20, 20 seconds, and then about another uh, half hour, half minute, on. Uh, on a friend, Something and like that. and uh, and it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Wow. There's somebody who can solve problems like that. All right. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. And you had, and you had oysters Bienville on National Oyster Day. Like we that? have done what we always do on this show, which is take the bucket of paint and drop it from eight floors up. And watch it shatter in all different directions, and that's how the conversation goes what? on this food show every single day. And uh, and today is no different. What a waste. So we're uh, we're just you know blathering on. If you would like to get on and talk about goodness knows what, two six zero six three six eight is the number. So far we have talked about. Uh, airport food, which is interesting, especially uh, we uh, we don't have our airport open yet, and I, I understand it's supposed to be some great food, but who knows when that's going to get open. 
And uh, Tom is trying to get started. Who is the most hospitable in your mind, restaurateur? I would say Andrea would be right up at the top of the list. Oh, he he certainly would be that. And uh, I have a compliment for him. I don't even think he's here in the country to get it. um, He's in Capri. Yeah. What a beautiful place that is. If you ever get the opportunity to go to Capri, it is something you will never again see. Yes. Anyway, um... Good lemons there, but uh, and he was um, he was talking. Oh, this guy that is going to be one of the two. Well, that is one of the two owners, the chef owner of the new LJ's in Lakeview. We did a piece on NoMenu.com about the opening of that restaurant, and he who has worked really all over the place and um, counts. Scott Conant among his close friends, so he has worked in some fine restaurants with some of the the top-of-the-line people, Scarpetta. Anyway, um, said that Andrea gave him the best advice, and he learned the most important thing from Andrea, and that is... Get away from this business before you... It was he didn't say that, but a something lot of Andrea says every time we talk to him, other than Mamma Mia. It's not Mamma Mia. It is Mi Casa de Tu Casa. Something like that. My house is your house. And yeah. that is uh, that is what he thinks is the most valuable thing in the restaurant business. And I would have to say that is true. Oh, sure. So, uh, if you, so I would have to say that maybe the crown goes to Andrea. Uh, I know that pains you, Tom. I know you'll never give him the crown. No, he and I are old friends. But uh, but, uh, but about, the crown I, goes to Andrea. I love Scott Craig. He uh, he and I wrote five books together. Two, Andrea. two. No, we, we have to, we have five. Duke Lucicero. Du- oh, Duke Lucicero. Tommy Satanovich. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Richard Hughes is really really nice, but very understated. He's, well, he's, uh, he's very, he's he, he kind of, he comes across as shy at the beginning, shy. but he, he isn't really. I think he, he is shy. Oh, well. Um, Keith, Keith Young, of course, would have to be on that list. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, yeah, the, the two guys that run Fausto's. Yes, uh, I, I love them. I remember they were the first uh, people attempting to open up a restaurant, like really opening it up and having everything that a restaurant has. After Hurricane Katrina, he was there on so at some time in the uh, first week that we were there, I saw him there, and he was with some of his cadre, and it was moving on from that, and everybody's been happy ever since. Danny Millen. Danny Millen has uh, with his new restaurant, so it's not much you can say it just yet. Yeah, but he was a ca- he had Cava before he had Azul. Yeah, well, that's, um, a, that's a different kind of restaurant. Jeez, I'm I'm gonna have to really think some more about that. But these are some of my favorite guys. Yeah. Uh, your favorite people um, in the restaurant business. Tell me uh, some of them. Are there any who are just really? I realize tick you this off? may be blasphemy now, but I love John Besh. Uh, well, I let's say the press has not been what it, what he probably. Um, well, I'm just going to uh, call it like I see it. I'm going to call it like I see it. Uh, let's see who else. Um, I don't know. We can talk some more if you have a favorite restaurateur. Uh, give us a call, 260-6368. Well, we, uh, we have some data over here from our uh, food almanac. Uh, and today, as we mentioned already, it's dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Tom's favorite day of the year, National Baked Oysters National Baked Day. Oysters day. 
Yes. And What's your favorite baked oyster? Didn't I tell this yesterday? No, I'm not asking you, Tom. I'm asking our listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking in the wrong <laughs> I already know the answers All to right. these questions with you. Fire ahead. 260-6368 is the number if you would like to tell us your favorite baked oyster. Tom I'll wait until oysters everybody else Bienville. is over. We know that already, Tom. Yeah. That I'll be we there talked all... about this the other day, though. That's kind yeah. of too bad because maybe, oh, you know what happened probably? What? We probably said it was National Baked Oysters Day a few days ago when you were trying to slip it through as the wrong day. Could that be possible like you did uh, yesterday? It's, it's possible. Oh, look, it's also Craig Claiborne's likely, birthday today. Uh, Craig Claiborne, he was on the third or fourth day it's too long ago for me to remember it. He was a guest on this program. In the fourth day of the show or the fourth day of what? Uh, he was in fourth town. Fourth day of Christmas what? He had just published a book, another of the many books Christmas, that Craig Claiborne. And uh, he was uh, a very articulate guy, very, very tasteful. And he uh, really gets uh, the, the medal for being the uh, very first American restaurant critic as we know critics to be uh he this guy really knew some stuff so and he wasn't as he wasn't as um i'm gonna try to think of a polite way of saying it yeah as much of a boop as uh what's his name the local guy that you love richard collins yeah oh yeah richard collins yeah uh colin no no yes he was um he set the standard for New Orleans. No one uh, had ever done it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, about, uh, let's see, uh, it was mid to, yeah, about mid-1980s. Uh, no, 18, no, I'll never get this right. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's more like the 70s. That's more the 70s. Uh, Richard Collin was yeah. your teacher in the 70s. Uh, Craig Claiborne's book is A Feast Made for Laughter. Right. Did you read it, Tom? I did indeed. Yeah. Do you have it? I do. It's in on, somewhere in, in your stacks on and my, stacks of I, shelves. I don't have it here. Yes. Uh, I don't think I do. Come to think, I don't think I, I've I just ever might. seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it here. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. Back to our lunch at Keith Young. So I love Cobb salads. They had uh, a Mediterranean salad that I want to try, and they had all of these great new dishes there. So I'm gonna have to. Uh, I hate this. When I have to break away from my standard to try something different. It usually never works. As a matter of fact, today, after I ordered the Cobb salad, I had a change of heart. And I was going to call the waiter if he hadn't been in the other room and tell him, I want my baked potato. But I'm glad that he was not in the room because then I wound up having the Cobb salad, which I will absolutely get again. They had something different on this Cobb salad that is not standard. You know, Tom you know, Tom knows about my, my hard-boiled egg thing. You have a red thing? So the hard-boiled egg thing hard-boiled is egg. that, and, and Tom actually tried to test this one time. He said, okay, I know that you like hard-boiled eggs. But I know that you don't eat hard-boiled eggs when they get to a certain size. So is half a hard-boiled egg okay? And I said, yes. Is a quarter of a hard-boiled egg okay? Yes. Eighth of a hard-boiled egg? And we just kept slicing it until it became too, too small. And so 
usually a Cobb salad has eggs that are chopped too small for my taste. But in this case, the eggs were kind of chunky, which makes it much more pleasant for me. So I enjoyed that Cobb salad better than most, I would say. 2606368, if you just texted me and invited me to lunch, text me back and tell me who you are. Cause, um, hey, there's a sneaky way of getting it. I don't know who it is, and I hate to, I hate to respond to a text and say, I'm sorry, I don't recognize this number. You know, I, the, I always feel embarrassed by that. Th- this uh, uh, will probably come across as be seeming paranoid, uh, but a long, long time ago, uh, I had a feeling that I would not be able to be a restaurant critic forever, and that at some point uh, I'll be called out and I'd have to, uh, uh, you know, brush up the parking lot and things like that. Not that there's anything wrong with bar- uh, <laughs> the parking lot. Anyway, um, uh, nothing happened of that, and here I am. It's 22 years, 32 years. 45. 45 now? Oh, yeah. You're counting. You're, <laughs> you're, count- not, you're not a day past 90. Tom, I would love to see where this is going, but I'm not uh-huh. sure that you even know. Do you know where it's going? Because uh, we have to take a break. Doug's music is getting louder. Uh, Hold it. 260 is the number. You're listening to WWL-FM 105.3 HD2. Doug has just corrected you, Tom. He said that it is not National Baked Oyster Day. It is International Baked Oyster Uh, Day. Ah, well. Oh, no, no. it's not? (laughs) Here you are. You're all of us. There is no Baked Oyster Day. Doug, I am sorry. I am going to respectfully disagree because Tom has been putting this thing together for, I don't know, 25, 30 years, so somewhere along the line. You're getting awfully, awfully pushy, Jiminy Cricket. Anyway, uh, okay, well, we are taking your dispute uh, to heart about National Baked Oysters yeah, Day. Well, but we do like talking about baked oysters anyway, although Doug said that it is macadamia nut day today. Does anyone right, actually like macadamia nuts? Uh, this is what I want to know. I don't, but a lot of people do because it has that kind of totally flavorless flavor. Well, it's got a little crunch. I mean, I love nuts. Crunch, right. I love nuts because they crunch. And I think a lot of people like nuts because they crunch. And there are nuts that have lots more flavor than a macadamia nut. You are 100% correct. But I was reading something today about one of my favorite subjects. This will show you how boring I am. Yeah. In- inflammation is one of my favorite subjects. Inflammation? Yeah. Yeah. What, anyway, is, what does that mean? I, I love reading books about inflammation or, in, or is information. Is like how to blow up a balloon? No, no. Inflammation. You know how we had that woman on who was talking about meals that heal? That's a great book, by the way. If yeah. you got it, you probably like it. Um, anyway, macadamia nut oil is supposed to be a really good thing to use. For what? Cooking. Cooking and other hmm. things that for which you would use oil, other than corn and the things that you get that are are constantly being pushed on us, which are not good for you. Two six zero six three six eight. What? I I was just going to put down what we've already collected in the way of who are have we collected anything? Oh, 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 you're back on that. Tom has a Jones today, folks, and we will talk about his favorite. Restaurateurs. Who are your favorite restaurateurs, Tom? My favorite, uh, no, nice guys in working in the restaurant. Well, wasn't that? That's, that's, that's that was the. That's what oh, so so not restaurateurs. You could be anyone. 
Yeah, anybody that's well, in there's the, Charles in Carter. The, I really like him. Charles Carter would be the uh, waiter yeah, at Antoine's. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Which one? There's a bunch of them. Charles Carter. There's only one Charles Carter that I know of. Yeah, but he's uh, but. Uh, uh, well, there are a lot of waiters that work underneath him, but but Charles Carter is only you know just Charles Carter, and and that's who I know, and I like him. Let's see. Keep going, Tom. Who yeah, else? the ni- the nicest guys around. Uh, one of them is uh, the guy. Well, the family that runs Arno's. Uh, they have uh, ever since they pulled all of their pieces together, because but Brunings, excuse me, not Brunings. Uh, Arno's. Arno's had. Just become a trash heap in its worst years. That would have been in the early mid 70s. And uh, Archie Kasparian came in, revived the place, did a renovation, uh, and a lot of the renovation is so well done that when you look at it and you say to yourself, "Wow, they really did a, a terrific job on the uh, on the re- uh, renovation." Re- renovation, when in fact nothing had been changed at, at all. Uh, and so that it, is absolutely not the case. Oh wait, wait! I had it back. Not the case at all. Uh, There's a tremendous amount of renovation no, no, that you, was done there. I'm sorry. That's completed why I, and changed the entire restaurant. That's that's why I said that I had it on backwards, which is so. What you're telling me is is true, in fact. And uh, that's uh, that, that. Those people are just first class restaurateurs. Okay. And, who else? And very who else? very likable people. Yeah, uh, well. Okay, let's see. Uh, well, you know, the, the, that's the thing about these top 12. I lists. like Charlie Williamson in the Ralph Brennan restaurant group. Yeah. Like her. Yeah, she's been uh, with that gang for a long time. We can keep talking about it. People that you uh, people that you really like. Oh, I know who I really like. Miles. Miles. He's Miles? got the greatest name. Holdsworth, maybe? Miles Holdsworth, who was with the Windsor Court and then at Couvent. And now, I don't know, he's moving up the line in that hotel group. So maybe he's not doing F&B anymore. I don't know. Anyway, I love Miles. Uh, We'll keep thinking. We'll keep thinking of uh, of fun people who are in the restaurant group. In the meantime, today yeah. is also the birthday of François-René de Chateaubriand, the oh. French writer and political figure uh, before and after the French Revolution. Oh. Um, he is obviously... It's it's so depressing. <laughs> it I, really I, is. I, I, the Tale of Two Cities might be the saddest, most depressing book ever, 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 yeah. ever. Anyway, um, he uh, and it was so long because he got paid by the word, so you just had to keep reading it. It was really, really long. Chateaubriand obviously is named after him, and uh, I tried to make a Chateaubriand one time. For a boyfriend of mine who really, really liked it. Mm. And um, I had the hardest time finding the puff pastry because I was going to try, <laughs> which is just so hysterical. I knew nothing about cooking. And I was going to make a puff pastry. And Marcel, wait, what's his name? Marcel Marseille, maybe? No. Marseille Marseille, no. He wait, was... Marcel Marseille was an actor, wasn't he? he I think he was a... Uh... 
Okay, so Marcel, Mar- thank you, Doug. Marcel Marseille is his name, I think, and he has a place in Hammond or outside of Hammond. It's a venue now, but at the time he was at the Royal Sinesta as the executive chef at the Royal Sinesta, and he uh, he helped me with the Chateaubriand, and he just gave me the puff pastry, and then I had to make the duxelle. And um, I don't even remember if it was good or not. That was a long, long time ago. But um, I, I did, I did try to make a Chateaubriand. Anybody made a Chateaubriand? I don't, I don't actually get the whole Chateaubriand thing. Wait, is Chateaubriand? Do I have that confused? You know what? I have it confused with Beef I was, Wellington. I was waiting. For I you have to... it confused with Beef Wellington. Chateaubriand yeah. is just a big hunk of beef, right? That you, for two. Yeah, it's basically yeah, exactly right. Yeah, uh, it's okay. It's big enough for two. Yeah. And it, it's a uh, what you would call a fillet, an un, un yeah. Okay. Fi- uh, Excuse me. And uh, you you take one of these and you roast it in the oven, and typically it's with served with bearnaise or sometimes with uh, au poivre sauce. And it's Carved at the table. Uh, or carved it? at the table, and it's, so it's like a roast. Very, it's like a it's like a roast for a couple of people. Uh, exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. So forgive me. I was talking about beef Wellington. I always get those two confused. So, um, but why why was this guy Chateaubriand? Why is he credited with the Chateaubriand? What do you know? Uh, Chateaubriand was the the name of I'm pretty sure cuz Chateau Well, it's the guy's name. That's what yeah, you're saying in yeah. your almanac, but why would he what's the connection? It's like it's like um you know, did he did he first uh, eat that and tell all of his friends or something? I mean, how, uh, how uh, did it get to be that this was named for him? Uh, that's a very good question, and I think it goes. Well, back. we don't know if we should even trust you anymore, Doug. I mean, uh, Tom, because today is not National Baked Oysters Day, after all. <laughs> um, <laughs> all these no, years, I, I've been doting on your almanac. I've been uh, sitting here, uh, going through uh, the various resource works, and I just—it's there's too many of them, but uh, it's out there. Uh, I remember. It's—is it in the uh, diary? Well, what? I, I can what? tell you. I can tell is, you exactly. What about Chateaubriand, Doug? Yes, it's Francois-Auguste René. Let me go through this again here. Francois-Auguste René, Vicomte de Chateaubriand, who was uh-huh. born uh, on September 4th in, uh, well, 1786. Yes. In, uh, that's that's Malo, as a matter of fact. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm here. here just, uh, okay. It out. And, uh, and, and okay, so what's the connection? Well, well, I, this we is already know a, when he was born, but it's just a big, grand thing to serve to a bunch of people who are being festive. Well, we and, know we know what a Chateaubriand is. Oh, the question okay, is, why, why is it named after this Chateaubriand guy? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, somebody look, look that up. Obviously, for us, at would some you? point, he said, "You know what? A filet mignon is better if it's bigger." And it's like a beef tenderloin, and so you should come to the table with this big slab of beef tenderloin and carve it at the table. And they said, oh, Monsieur Chateaubriand, that's a great idea. Let's name this after you. I mean, that's... Yeah. Okay. Uh, l- let me just get in here and uh, d- 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 save you. Chateaubriand, <laughs> <laughs> who's chef. It was his chef who invented ah, the method okay. for cooking this large, I... boneless 
cut beef. of beef, wrapping it. Okay. Uh, it it's, it's a poor quality steak. And, you know, you had to give it a big, long French name to make it good. Okay. Sure, so All many right. things are like that. Like caviar, for example. Okay, Doug, did you see in your little, uh, your research that today is fried shrimp day? No, it is. Oh, hardly according anybody to my would research. go for that. According to Doug's research, okay, your research and Doug's research is coming smack up against each other. But according to Tom, who probably had this before anybody on the internet, today is Friday. Tom, you didn't you didn't anoint these days yourself, did you? Is the He's probably making out? up these days as we go along. You know why not? Why not? Hey. Well, well, you know what? It's in front of me. I'm going to I'm going to mention it. Fried shrimp day according to somebody, I guess Tom. <laughs> Uh, anyway, even though right. to my palate he says frying is the most boring way to cook a shrimp. Really? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes just a big pile of fried shrimp is really kind of good. I mean, I never eat that, but in the old days when I used to like seafood platters, uh, that was good. Yeah. One of the most boring dishes of any kind out there. Well, you know what? You are out of, he says, I am in, out of the mainstream in believing this. Yes, you absolutely are in that in so many other ways. But uh, there are a lot of people who do like fried shrimp. Now, here's, shrimp here's, here's, here's the official National Shrimp Day. It is uh, uh, December 25th. That's on a Saturday this year, by the way. Wait, that's Christmas. No, no 20, wonder, 21st, I'm sorry. 21st, okay, I was about to December say, no 21st. wonder Fried Shrimp Day gets lost on Christmas. I mean, I would defer to Christmas. Well, it makes anyway. a nice decoration on a tree you could eat. <laughs> uh, so Tom doesn't eat shrimp. That's the, that's basically no, that's, what's going on here. Tom no, is not no, much no. of a shrimp eater, I, period. I, I don't go for shrimp as much you as... You don't understand the shrimp phenom. You do not understand yeah. shrimp gluttony, Tom. That okay. is That is your problem. Problem, what think. is what is the great dish made with shrimp? Ooh, well, you're going to say barbecue shrimp. You're I gonna, am. You're yeah. going to say barbecue shrimp. I certainly will. Um, I am going to say it could also be shrimp remoulade. Yeah, I would say that it too. It could be shrimp you remoulade. Have, you have a cold you know, one. I made you have up a warm this one. dish. I made up this dish. You know, we had. I was really, really, really dazzled. That is the word, dazzled, by the barbecue shrimp version of. Um, GW Finns at their party that they had. It was not a dark sauce at all. It was a light sauce, which, as it turns out, is made with um, uh, making sort of a demi-gloss out of a beta amber. And it was just sensational. It was lots and lots of butter, of course, which is the you know prerequisite for all of these things. And um, I made a shrimp dish... I, it was like I, I, it was on the grill, but it was shrimp in their shell with olive oil and butter and some green onions and some parsley and a lot of garlic and some crushed red pepper. And that was pretty sensational. What was that for? It was just to eat. It was just a. Just it was, a, at it? It was just uh, we put bread in it, and it was a great sauce. And it was, yeah. it was like a barbecue shrimp, only not the standard barbecue shrimp. I remember the first time that it's funny that we're talking about this because the same boyfriend that I tried to make Chateaubriand for was the one that introduced my family to barbecue shrimp. 
which was odd because he was from California. So his brief time here, coming to college here and then working in the media business, uh, he was the one who introduced my family, who had been lifelong Orleanians, uh, to barbecued shrimp. And I remember, <laughs> I remember that we ha- we're a tough crowd, aren't we, Tom? We're a tough crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything. So I, I, I remember, I remember he had all of these shrimp in a pan, and he put just like hunks of pounds of butter on it, yeah. and then took an entire canister of black pepper and put yeah. that in it, and my family was absolutely aghast at this. And um, but you fall in love. And with his it. response to their reaction was, "Ooh, tough crowd." <laughs> oh wow! I'll say. You've is. learned that yourself, though, Tom, haven't I you? Certainly you have. certainly have. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. It's we are talking about, as usual, foodio. nothing at all as it relates to food. The foodio. And uh, I just thought of that just now. What is the, that? The foodio. We, the foodio. So yeah. it's like a food and radio foodio. I hadn't even thought of that angle. How about, let's see. No, it'll be the newest. Uh, it, it'll foodio. Be the, the, uh, festival. I do like that, Tom, the actually. Foodio. So radio, food, and clearly some food in there. Foodio. The foodio, okay. This yeah. is foodio. Remember, remember uh, when uh, the September 4th people, version of foodio. What? Let's see. Shall we spell it? Uh, what, which well, one? I don't know. You know what? Did, did anybody go, speaking of which, did anybody go to the adult spelling bee in downtown Covington on Saturday? Uh, no. Uh, did you uh, attend? And there, did you get any? No, no, no. I no. I wanted to do it, and then I forgot about it. And I saw the the sign for it when we passed by today, and uh, I was wondering who went to that, and if anybody, you know, had anything good to report hmm. about it. That's kind of a fun thing. You know, I used to be a much better speller than I am. I mean, yeah, because I took Latin for a couple of years in school, and so if you took Latin, you are a good speller. Because you, know you take the Latin root and you know, first of all, you know what every word means because you trace it back to its Latin root automatically. And then you're a good speller. Not, and those not, things. not to play the game of I can beat you. <laughs> uh, there is one thing that has. I, I hope not because you usually I, can't. I, Go ahead. I, I over, uh, uh, the, I, what you just said about the um, uh, Latin and all of that, there was one skill that if it came to you, you really had a great tool, and that's Greek. And I uh, was lucky enough to go to Jesuit High School for a while until they threw me out. And I uh, took uh, three years of Greek. And to this day, knowing this ancient Greek language helps me immensely in writing things. And it's, it's really, uh, it, it makes all sorts of statements all over you. And, uh, that oh, might do I have to give you a hand fine. again? Say what? Do I, have to, do I have to clap for you again, Tom? I already did that once in this show. Uh, this, uh, this is already all tied in with one another. We have so many. Uh, I love the thing that you say after the fried shrimp in your uh, almanac, yeah. Tom. It's what the old it kitchen. <laughs> it's the old what? <laughs> the old kitchen says. So here's what I have to know. Um, 
you, you say if you have some really nice big fresh shrimp yeah. and you fry them this is a quote from tom yeah and you fry them i'm going to come over and hit you over the head with a black iron skillet until you see the light end quote that's charming yeah well you know things were <laughs> things were kind of loose back then oh gosh you know what when we put the old almanac on the new menu.com i'm going to have to do a lot of editing i think yeah yes okay because you know, you're such a great guy, we don't want people to think that you're not, because when you say things like that, they might get that idea. Say, uh, say things like what? I'm going to come hit you over the head with a black oh, iron every, skillet if, no, you, everybody if knows. you try to fry shrimp. That's... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.